Hey guys, this is Anna. So before we get today, get on with the show today, let's hear from our sponsor. Hey everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna Hudock. So yeah, it is just one day after uh, Independence Day, and, or the AKA July 4th. Um, yeah, I, I, I hate that holiday. Uh, I really fucking do. Um, so many damn reasons. One of them is the fucking fireworks. I hate fireworks. I, I haven't really enjoyed them very much. Um, I was already starting to hate them even before I found out I was epileptic and I had a seizure watching them. But, yeah, I, I, I... Okay, like, if it was just a thing, you know, like, on July 4th, you know, they shot them off, you know, from, like, 10 to 10.30, fine, whatever, can live with that. But here's the thing. What they do is they start shooting them off at, like, fucking 8 o'clock, and they don't until about 3 a.m. in the fucking morning. Same thing as New Year's. You know, here uh, in my apartment on New Year's, I got woken up by gunshots at the moment that midnight happened. You know, they're still shooting off guns and fireworks. So, like, fucking four. And it's just like, fuck you. Like, it, like... You're keeping other people awake. A lot of people, not me... You know, because I'm still a jobless bum, um, which, uh, yeah, gosh, not going well with that, but, um, you know, have work to do. Some of us just need sleep, you know, some of us may have had long days, and here you are, because you just want to party so badly, just shooting off fireworks, not giving a shit about anybody else but yourself. Like, shooting off fireworks really are the, just so fucking selfish. I mean, honest, fireworks should be banned. I hate fireworks. If fireworks would be are, were banned, I would be such a happy camper. I am so sick and tired of sitting there, 2 a.m., fucking morning, not being able to sleep because neighbors won't shut, stop shooting off for fucking fireworks. Like, I, it, it's awful. I fucking hate it. Ban, ban, like, if I were to become president, my very first act would be to secure the power grid. My second... Uh, to ban public displays of affection. Third, ban fireworks. You know, I, I, I have only the most important things in mind for my upcoming presidential uh, administration. Um, you know, uh, uh, you know, whenever I am able to run into 2040s, I forget which, um, exactly what year, but, um, yeah, whenever I run for the president in the 2040s, uh, when I'm finally eligible to be president. Those will be my first three acts. Day one, I promise you. Secure the power grid, uh, ban PDAs, ban fireworks. Boom. Vote for Anna, babe, bitches. Woo! Uh, but yeah, no, I fucking hate them. I mean, you are such a selfish little prick if you're sit if you're just sitting there firing them all fucking night long. You're sitting there shooting them off at midnight, whatever. Like, I'm sorry, you're a prick. Um, and I'm not apologizing for that. Um, but yeah, so. There's that, especially because then, like, you see them, you know, in your fucking window, you know, like, especially for, like, your, your next door neighbor, you know, and your window's shooting off at them. You can see the 
lights going in frame for your window. You know, and if you're epileptic like me, that means that you know, you're constantly on the verge of having a seizure. It's just so, so irresponsible and so selfish. Um, and just shows a not giving a shit about your neighbors or anyone around you. I want to party. It's the ultimate. I want to party. So therefore, fuck everybody else. I mean, that's really what it is. Let's let's be honest. So, yes. All right. There you go. Boomer opinion of the episode. Boom. Complete total boomer. Um, actually, I think most boomers would hate me for having that opinion because there's nothing more patriotic than fireworks. So never mind. Uh, just a complete crank. I guess that's the better way to put it. The crank episode. The crank opinion of the episode. There you go. Um, everybody. Uh, everybody applaud me, pat myself on the back, uh, for being a complete soul crank. Um, and being unabashedly a crank. Um, I mean, that's really what I am. I'm just a crank and I, I just, that's all I am. I, 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 I am a, I'm just a crank. I'm a professional crank. Hate everybody, hate everything. Uh, don't give a shit, you know. Constantly sarcastic and cynical for no good reason, so... Yeah. But yeah, anyway, because of that, you know, I'm very fucking tired and fall asleep till about one. Um, it's July 5th, you know, um, at the moment. And yeah, and whew, tired as all hell. And I've already been tired. Like, if you're watching the video, uh, you may be able to notice how sunken my eyes are. You know, there's the darkness around my eyes, you know. I mean, yesterday, it, they were so bad yesterday. But uh, when my mom saw me, she was just like, oh my gosh, what's wrong with you? They were especially awful yesterday, but yeah, I mean, I always have them, but yesterday they were really, really bad. They've been getting really bad the last few days, so. You know, they were all bad. So yeah, I ran about that. Got a tomorrow, July 6th, um, meet with my case manager. Yippee. Gonna have to lie to her a bunch about it, but a bunch of shit, because the YWCA is very, very, very annoyed they don't have a job yet. Um, so yeah, and that's a lot of my ass off. Uh, you know, I hate me, case manager, but whatever. Um, I'm not gonna lie, it's really been getting hard for me to even think about applying for jobs. I mean, first off, depression. Second, um, like it's gotten to the point where I just can't go to interviews as a guy anymore. Because unfortunately, I still have to apply for every fucking job under the name Nicholas because, well, simply that's still my legal name because I haven't um, undergone any legal processes to legally change my name, which is really, really great when you're trans and looking for a job, you know, when you're transitioning and looking for a job. Um, but, like, I just can't do it anymore. Like, just to, like, almost, like, I'm not even joking, like, I'm just at the point where even just the thought of putting on a fucking uh, green button-down shirt and putting on those gray... Uh, pants is this makes me fucking suicidal. Like I like this is too dysphoric. Makes me want to kill myself. And then like literally for like the next like like once I get home like just like fucking suicidal mess. Um, just completely despondent the whole next day. You know that but the rest of the day maybe even the next day. Um, I just can't do that anymore. Um. So, like, I clearly have to present as a woman, because that's, like, like the only way I'm not going to be fucking suicidal. But at the same time, especially in this conservative-ass city, it's probably only just going to do ensure that I don't get any jobs. If I just walk in, you know, hey, my name's Nicholas, by the way, you know, uh, yeah, um, I, I, I applied for the thing as Nicholas. 
and by am I she just a, is she really a woman um Anna so uh you know hire me please yeah I don't I don't see that as going off well um yeah it's not gonna go well you know um walking into the interview and basically the first thing they find out about you is you're trans it's even if you know for accepted, I just don't see that as a good first impression. Um, especially in a very conservative city. I just don't uh Yes, yeah, so it's like I just don't even know what to do, you know. Um I don't have the emotional energy whatsoever to go for the legal processes at the moment. I'm pretty certain I don't even have the money. Like you have to go for the fucking court. Like there's no like I, I, I don't have any money. I, I straight up don't. So it's like, I can't even go to fucking court to do any of this shit, you know? It's like, um, don't have the emotional energy, you know? Just like, it's like, I don't even know what to do. Like, I'm just being honest. Like, I'm just say, my, I mean, personally, you know, I'm just a fucking wreck, but my entire life is just, like, I play a fucking wreck. Um, don't know what to do about anything. Just fucking complete depressed mess. Just, Honestly, just hoping to fucking die, you know, if I'm being honest. Just because, like, I have no idea what to fucking do. Um, you know, trying to find a doctor, you know, in this town. Good. God damn. So it's like I'm tired of every few months having to drive up to Goshen, Indiana for appointments. To just, and strictly for HRT, nothing else. Because I have so many health problems I'm dealing with right now. Because like, I don't have a doctor. Because doctors here don't help uh, trans people. At least if they do, they don't advertise it. You know? Um, yeah, you know? And just, but I can't. It's just like, got all these health problems uh, racking up. I, uh, you know, uh, just shit ton of mental shit dealing with, um, job shit, like, I, like, religion, you know, religious stuff, like, I just, I just can't, I'm just being honest, it's just way too much, I, just, I honestly can't handle it, I'm just being straight up. Just every day, it's just a fucking chore to get up out of bed and actually do anything. Um, even doing these podcasts, I'm being honest. I mean, these podcasts are in many ways. Like, once they start doing the podcasts, you know, it's very fucking easy. In many ways, it's kind of my one escape. You know, that and blogging. Blogging, I actually feel a lot of motivation. Like, blogging, like, I feel motivation to do. I just, I don't know, I have a hard time finding anything to write about, if I'm being honest. Because my blog is usually where I'm much more serious, uh, much more well thought of. Like here on this podcast, you know, I very much more fuck the world, you know, kiss my ass, you know. Hey, evangelicals, go fuck yourselves, you know. Like, like that's how I very much act. My blog, I try to be much, I, you know, I, I just, I don't know. Like, it's just, like here, like here on podcasts, like, I, like, when I speak, like, this is just who I, like, what just comes out of me, you know, like. Like, when I blog, you know, it's not even, like, an intentional effort to be well-spoken. I, I just find myself being a lot more, you know, well-spoken and moderate when I'm writing. Um, than when I'm, you know, just speaking, you know, just, you know, uh, just shit, you know, just saying all this bullshit on the podcast, you know. Um, you know, and it's, and both are very important to me, you know. 
uh, the, the, the podcast is where it can be, you know, just a lot more, you know, it, it's very therapeutic because it allows me to get out a lot of my anger. Um, you know, it like, allows me to bring out a lot of the anger that I feel, you know, the cynicism that I feel, you know, but my blog is allows me to be a lot more, I guess, like, explorative in how I think and feel, you know. It's a much more, you know, it's a place where I go to really try to explore and figure out what I really feel about certain things, usually pertaining to my own emotions or, you know, my abuse, you know. Um, recount some memories of abuse, you know, and uh, uh, stuff like that, you know, just be a much more thoughtful in response to certain things. Um, but yeah, so... Um, so yeah, in many ways, it's kind of my therapy, therapy, but like, I'm in honest, it's hard for me to get motivated to do podcast episodes. Like, I guess a lot of it is to, due to the process of actually uploading these episodes, because like, it's not very fun, you know, like I have to do all this shit on my phone. Um, but you know, like now that I finally was able to kind of get my computer up and running, my shitty laptop that, you know, starts overheating just from, you know, loading up um, Twitter, uh. You know, it's so fucking garbage of a laptop, um, you know? So, like, I, like, you know, like, I have to edit videos, you know, as much as you can on a phone, you know, which is not really much. But, you know, I've got to merge videos, you know, got to split the audio from the video to upload it in audio form, you know? Uh, upload the videos onto YouTube from here, make uh, the, thumbnail, the thumbnail art and the podcast cover arts, you know, and all that shit, um, but I definitely plan in the next season, you know, or whenever I decide to update all the art, um, whether it's next season or season four, um, which will be next year, um, to, uh, um, do it on my computer, but, you know, like, I gotta, uh, originally, you know, start, uh, start to, uh, like, upload the audio, onto Anchor, which is what I use to, uh, to, to host a podcast, you know, it's like I post, like, put up all the video, the audio, you know, a little bit of description, but I go onto my computer to finish off because writing this shit out on your phone, you know, these extensive show notes is fucking hell. And, you know, Patreon, doing anything on Patreon on your phone is fucking garbage. Um, it's like I gotta, you know, start it on my phone and then do the actual heavy work on my computer for Patreon. Um, you know, just a lot of that bullshit, you know. Um, it's like, I, it's not a fun process uploading any of the shit. Just trust me on that. Really don't enjoy it. It takes hours out of my day, you know. Um, I mean, I, I mean, I, like, I'm not even joking when I say, like, the process of, you know, one, like, first off, you have to find stuff to talk about. Then, you know, you have to sit there and record it. Then, you know, preparing everything to be uploaded. And then actually uploading everything. It's hours. I mean, it's, it's a full day's work, you know. I never really, I almost never am, a, like, am able to do it all in one day. Um... I mean, it really is a full day's work. Um, not, 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 not a fun process. Um, it's kind of hell, but so you like, I, so I guess that's my one reason why I kind of dread almost recording these episodes. So once I do it, I, it's pretty easy and fun, but 
very therapeutic for me in so many ways. But yeah, anyway, um, in a talking about myself, I have been ranting about myself for about 16 minutes, so uh, probably should move on. Uh, that was actually embarrassingly long. And I am so sorry if you can hear that. Uh, they started cutting the lawn uh, just outside my apartment just now, so if you can hear that, so sorry. Um, but yeah, so uh, got to have at least an article. We'll see how long this goes. Uh, actually, I don't know. So, okay, so I got two articles. We're going to try to get them both done today. Um, thereby, uh, we're, okay, we're going to do the short one first. So this one is by the Daily Stormer. If you don't know what the Daily Stormer is, well, first off, uh, thank God. And you might want to look into time code to uh, skip to the next thing, if you know what's good for you. Um, well, let's be honest, though. Uh, even the next article is a site that you're probably better off not knowing about. So, never mind. You know, you might just want to skip this episode, you know, if you want to remain innocent. Um, pure of heart, because uh, this is one of the worst websites on the web. So, straight up. Uh, this is a actual neo-Nazi website. Um... This is a site where they straight up, you know, like, worship Hitler. Uh, you know, fuck the, you know, the, you know, what do we do about the Jews, you know, because apparently the Jews are running the world, you know. Uh, let's go full Turner Diaries um, in regards to uh, ethnic and, uh, you know, racial and uh, sexual and gender minorities. Um, and when I say Turner Diaries, because I realize that probably nobody understands what the fuck that it's referencing to. It's basically the alt-right Bible. Uh, basically, it's a fictional book written by a... Uh, by basically a neo-Nazi. Um, where... Uh, it focuses on a guy named... Uh, I don't remember his first name, but his last name is Turner. If I remember correctly. I think that's it, why it's called the Turner Diaries. Okay, sorry, it's been a long time since I've listened to anything about it. Um, never read it myself. Probably should at some point. Uh, but yeah, uh, and I'll try to remember to link a video to a to a Thought Slime video on um, on Turner Diaries because uh, they did a great video on it um, a while ago, like a year or so two so ago uh, on the Turner Diaries. Uh, but. You know, so basically, like, um, Turner, you know, kind of gets, like, uh, re finds, realize, comes to the realization that, you know, the reason Western civilization is dying is because of black people. And other minorities, but mostly black people. And they, you know, um, and there's nothing worse on Earth than, you know, an interracial marriage, um, according to this book. And so, basically, to save Western civilization... He and a bunch of buddies um, basically commit genocide. Uh, they rise up and kill, uh, you know, they kill feminists, they kill black people, they kill queers. And they, there are points where they just literally kill anybody, you know. They just kill people for the heck of it. Um, and remember, these are the heroes. You know, Turner and his buddies who are committing this genocide are the heroes. Um, and it's all to save Western society. Um, and this is basically, you know, the alt-right, alt-light in a neo-Nazi Bible. Um, 
you know, in fact, like the Oklahoma City bomber. Uh, I think it was Timothy McVeigh. Uh, so I'm too young. Like, I wasn't even alive when this happened, okay? Um, I think that, like, from my understanding, he, like, he was inspired to do it because of the Turner Diaries. So, like, the Turner Diaries has led to actual real-world violence already. Um, and it's basically the Daily Stormer, they, they love this book. Um, and they actively activate for, uh, to kill all, you know, for, you know, what they consider patriots to rise up and kill queers, to kill feminists, to kill Democrats, to kill black people, to kill Mexican, you know, Hispanics. Basically, anyone who's not, uh, cishet male and Christian. Um, or, you know, a good cishet female who's submissive to men, you know, um. But yeah, you know, they, they, they hate minorities, and this is a say that is unabashedly, like, they don't hold back at all. Like, uh, you know, a lot of sites like Breitbart and Tucker Carlson, you know, uh, Gateway Pundit, you know, they, they, they do dog whistles, you know. Uh, they, sit, they sit there and hide behind coded language, you know. They never come straight out and, you know, um, say, you know, use slurs or, you know, say exactly what they mean, you know, what they want, you know, they hide it behind coded language. This Daily Storm, they don't even hide it. Uh, they just straight, say it straight up. Um, because they, they don't give a fuck. Um, so yes, I want to, uh, but yeah, they, they, they wrote an article, um, that I think is very telling, um, about the neo-Nazi alt-right, uh, and alt-right, uh, mindset. Um, for you to realize very much who we're kind of up against. Um, but even then, you know, this is not really a strictly, uh, alt-right to neo-Nazi, uh, mindset. This is also very much alt-light, and even, uh, let's be honest, a lot of the Benedictine, um, uh, those who, uh, follow the Benedict option, you know, who are Benedictine in, uh, their politics, like Rod Dreher. Um, this is what they believe. This is, <clears throat> this article just spells out in un no uncertain terms how... Many of these people, you know, such as, like, a Rod Dreher type, Richard Spencer, Gavin McInnes, um, you know, David Duke, how they view America and American politics. And, you know, um, remember, a lot of these people do have legitimate influence, especially Rod Dreher. And Rod Dreher, you know, who is Benedictine, you know, um, probably the most well-known proponent of it in today's politics and very influential in right-wing politics. You know, like I, I mentioned a few episodes ago, um, when we talked about him, you know, how he's actually influenced Supreme Court justices, you know, he's influenced Supreme Court rulings. You know, this is a man that, you know, governors, uh, senators, representatives, Supreme Court justices, uh, intellectuals, they all read him. This is a man, and this is, and, you know, this is a guy who, you know, also advocates for basically for, you know, the, the cleansing of uh, queers and, you know, uh, feminists and stuff like that, you know. He wants to kill anyone who he believes leading to the degradation of the West, you know, Muslims, um, you know, immigrants, stuff like that, you know. He wants to kill these people. Um, 
And so, yeah, I think that this is a, like, I honestly, really just, like, after having read so much of his works, I don't think I'm exaggerating one bit or being any at all uncharitable when I say that. I think even somebody as respected as Roger Ayer, you know, because unfortunately he is respected. Even on the, you know, um, you know, but, uh, <clears throat> we'll read this article and completely agree with it. And so recognize that this is an article that many of those, the right-wing intellectuals and many of the, you know, the um, alt-light, alt-right, the neo-Nazi movements, this is basically probably the most pure view into of our mindset I have ever seen written down. So this is a friend of Daily Stormer. Of course, there'll be a link to a web archived version. Um in your, uh, um, in the show notes and YouTube description. Because uh, you can watch uh, me do these videos, uh, do these podcasts in video form on YouTube now. Um, but yeah, so, uh, uh, and of course you can find my YouTube in the show notes. But, but yeah, you know, so uh, I'll have a web archive version because you don't need to stay in your uh, web uh, history with this. And or do you need to, you know, go to the site. So I will do that kind of work for you because I have no shame, okay? The NSA's got enough dirt on me already, so I, I don't give a fuck. Um, I'll, I'll go to these sites for you and read the unarchived versions for you. But yeah, anyway, so the article is titled, The New York Times Admits the American Flag is a Symbol of the Right. So uh, this is a New York Times tweet uh, from July 30th, and it reads, Today, flying the American flag from the back of a pickup truck or over a lawn is increasingly seen as a clue, albeit an imperfect one, to a person's political affiliation in a deeply divided uh, nation. And so here is the Stormfront's um, commentary on this. And I want to make this clear. I am not going to censor this in any way. Um, I want to see uh, how offensive is this article. I just realized, like, I've only read this article once. I probably, before I start reading, just skim over to see just how much of a disclaimer and uh, a trigger warning I should get for this article. Okay, so it's not super offensive. There's a few things, but just understand this is a unabashed hate site. They don't hide for hate. I am not going to censor them because I want you to understand just how these people, what these people actually think about America um, and about the left in general. Okay, and I also want to make this clear: this will read like a parody. You are going to sit here. Meaning that you're listening to a Vionian article. This is not parody. This is something when everything that they are writing, that I am reading, um, is something that they wrote in complete seriousness. This is not a parody article. This is not them being sarcastic or cynical. This is something... Every word I read is something that they are being genuine and serious about. 
I want to make this clear. This is not a parody article in the least. Um, or a sarcastic article. Or a joke article. This is... Everything that I am about to read is something they wrote in complete, ser in complete earnestness. Anyway. The Jewish New York Times um, has, has published a revealing piece about how the U.S. flag is now a symbol of right-wing politics. They admit that Independence Day no longer unites America because the left effectively hates the country and views the country's national symbols as instruments of hatred and racial oppression. These are obvious observations, but for ones that wouldn't have been published in the Times a year ago. Some right-wingers attacked the Times for saying it. They, uh, they, they have tweets from right-wingers, from just complete random right-wingers. So, like, I'm not going to read them. They're not worth it. For complete randos on Twitter. Who fucking cares? Um, so, moving on with the article. I would agree that a court, I would of course agree that the New York Times has contributed heavily to encouraging Americans, particularly white women, to hate America. They also played a fundamental role in transforming the demographics of America. Um, by the way, quick note before I finish continuing our article. Uh, this is important. These people care very much about the demographics of America. They actually, I shit you not, on the side of her article of her site. Um, this thing where they literally count down, where they literally show, uh, how much of America is white and how much of it is black, percentage-wise. And it's, it's also a countdown to the exact day when, uh, black people, when the population of black people overtakes the population of white people. Um... So yeah, this is just how fucking obs race-obsessive people are. And, um, and how much obsessed they are with fucking demographics. Um, so this is a, actually a very, very important note to make when they mention the demographics of America. The transforming into demographics of America. This is not a throwaway line. This is a, uh, this is basically the linchpin, in many ways, of her argument against the left. Um, in fact, I would say this is the linchpin of her argument against the left is the demographics of America. And if they see the left as the ones, um, you know, genociding whitey. Because make no mistake about it. They absolutely see the changing demographics as a genocide against white people. They don't see this as a natural thing, you know, due to, uh, uh, you know, capitalism and all of that shit. Um, you know, capitalism disincentivizing, uh, you know, uh, birth rates, and especially among uh, white people, but, you know, in general. Because um, let's be honest, a lot of people who are having the children are immigrants, uh, not necessarily native-born citizens. Um, even native-born uh, uh, black people are not having the most amount of um, children. Mostly, uh, um, mostly, I think, from what I understand, immigrants. I could be wrong on that. But yeah, so, uh, you know, there's that. Um, so this is very much, this is not a throwaway line. So I want to make that very clear. So we're going to start back at the beginning of that sentence. Uh, 
Faso played a fundamental role in transforming the demographics of America, bringing in all the foreigners who have no reason to have any allegiances to the country. That said, at this point, saying, mostly Republicans care about America, whereas leftists hate the country, is just a factual statement based on the observations any of us can witness in our daily lives. Here's a video of your standard white cunt saying they are ashamed to be American. They say all of these retard-tiered hoaxes about racism and colonization. Um, and they put racism and colonization in quotes and they have a video um, to campus reform. Because um, remember, they view uh, racism and colonization as basically hoaxes. Um, despite the fact they are racist and colonizers themselves, but that's besides the point. Um, because they view it as just natural. Like, they don't view racism as necessarily a racism unless it's against white people. If it's against white people, uh, if you say anything against white people, like, just make the mildest criticism, that's racism. But if you hate black people, that's not racism because, you know, that's just the natural order of things. So if it's just the natural order of things, how can that be racism, you know? Um, you know, how can it be colonization if, you know, we genocide Native Americans because, well, you know, it's just the white people's destiny, you know, because white people are meant to own the earth because, you know, uh, colored skinned people are inherently inferior, you know, this is their ideology. Um, so I want you to understand that, um, why they're saying calling, um, you know, discussions of racism and colonization, retard-tier hoaxes. Anyway, continuing on with the article. These are standard answers. Maybe you won't give them in rural areas, but those women usually at least have kids, even if they're unmarried, because that's another thing. They are very, very uh, focused on making sure that white women, in particular, are married and are pumping out kids to replenish the white race. Because women serve no purpose other than to be uh, broodmares, basically. Broodmares to replace the white race. Women should have no rights. Women are not even human beings. They simply serve to exist men. And basically, you know, and when I say serve men, I mean to suck for dicks. No, I, no, sorry, sorry. I, I, oh my gosh, why did I say that? Why, why did I say that? Wait, 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 I'm sorry, I, I forgot. Um... Sucking dick is, uh, is degeneracy. It is very much on the level of what they call uh, uh, anal. Uh, uh, anal penetration or whatever it's called. They call it. Um, you know, man-to-man -man anal or something like that. That's what they call it. You know, homosexuality. Uh, that kind of sex is immoral. It's strictly, uh, 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 you know, uh, genital sex. You know, um, dick into vagina. Um, sex. That's the only form of septal sex without birth control, without condoms. The only kind of sex you're allowed to have is reproductive sex. Um, I, sorry, I was uh, mixing up uh, uh, um, incel and uh, MGTOW uh, and uh, men's right activist views. Um, we have um, neo-Nazi, alt-right, alt-light. Uh, and Benedictine uh, politics, um, views of sex. So sorry about that. Uh, it's, hard, it's easy to mix up these far-right ideologies and how they view sex. 
But no, these groups, they view sex as strictly reproductive. Anything else is sodomy. It's faggotry, if you will. Um, so that's how they view this. Continuing on. More or less, 100% of unmarried urban women hate America. Of course, they don't have any citations for this. Um, anyway. Plus at least a third of married urban women. Once again, no citation. Continuing on to article. Brown people are less likely to hate America than white women. But that isn't saying much, and plus who cares? They have to go back. The Jewish media and the Democrat Party are actively and aggressively anti-America. So people loyal to these things are too. If Democrats hate Amer don't hate sorry, if Democrats didn't hate America, I and here we go. Here's when uh, I think it's the greatest uh, view of uh, understanding these people, of uh, understanding uh, their viewpoint, their worldview. Um, if you know how these neo-Nazis, how these uh, alt-right, alt-right Benedictine, um, and even many uh, you know conservative intellectuals, uh, born on the far right view America and American politics. So I want you to take special notice of what I am about to say. Uh, if Democrats didn't hate America, i.e., for example, white Christian patriarchy, they would stop being Democrats. I spent a decade now protecting this ultimate polarization. It become less obvious as soon as the media started responding to Occupy Wall Street by pumping these racism hoaxes. Now finally, America, quote-unquote, just means white people and a few non-whites who prefer white people. That was, of course, always the original meaning. Okay, let us break this down. What are they saying? Basically, what they are doing is they are applauding uh, Democrats for getting it, basically. So basically, what these people always view, America, you know, store, the Daily Stormer and, you know, people like them, have always viewed America. And they're spelling this out in unknown certain terms. They are not hiding it. They are seeing directly that they strongly believe that America is one thing and one thing only. White Christian patriarchy. That America is only meant to be white people, it is only meant to be Christian, and it is meant to be patriarchal. And they are now applauding Democrats for what they see as finally getting that. And so, and so because Democrats get that, therefore Democrats hate this country. Because Democrats are fighting to dismantle all of this. So because Democrats are fighting to dismantle white Christian patriarchy, they hate America. Um, and because Democrats are not even hiding the fact that they recognize that um, what we're fighting against is uh, on the right is white Christian patriarchy, uh, these people are uh, basically, you know, storm daily stormers applauding Democrats who are finally getting it. We're finally just admitting that, quote-unquote, we hate America. That, you know, if we're not hiding. Basically, if we're applauding Democrats, we're not hiding the fact um, and spelling out in no uncertain terms that they hate America. That is how the Daily Stormer views that New York Times tweet. So basically, this is what we're fighting against. Um, they are saying out in no uncertain terms. So if any motherfucker 
um, is uh, accusing you of strawmanning the right, uh, especially the far right. In specific, more specifically, if we're talking more 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 generic right wingers, you know, um, like Steven Crowder um, or Ben Shapiro or Glenn Beth types, you know, um, and I, I hate the fact I'm calling these generic conservatives, but unfortunately they are. Are they technically far right? Yes, but in American discourse, for pretty generic right wing, um, you know. They don't necessarily mean that. But, you know, far-right people like Roger Ayer, uh, Richard Spencer, Gavin McInnes, you know, uh, Stefan Molyneux. This is what these people mean. It is not a straw man to say this is what these people believe. The Daily Stormer is spelling this out in no uncertain terms. That the far-right... And they are doing a very good job of trying to convince of, uh, and starting to win over many on the right that uh, America means one thing one thing only, the white Christian patriarchy. Because let's be honest, a lot of people on the right, like the evangelicals, a lot of it is subconscious. Many, most evangelicals that I know don't actively, you know, they are fighting for this. I want to make it clear. Like many, most evangelicals, or fighting for white Christian patriarchy, but many of them don't consciously recognize what it is. They recognize that we're fighting for Christian, for a Christian nation, but many of them don't understand what they're fighting for is white patriarchy. Basically, what I'm saying is many of these people, like Glenn Beck, Ben Shapiro, Stephen Crowder, and the average evangelical, like uh, John Piper, John McCarver, they're basically useful idiots. <coughs> For the policies that they fight for, you know, and they very promote, you know, as quote-unquote Christian, you know, conservative, um, they they genuinely do not recognize what they are fighting for is basically what Stormfront wants. Because their whole policy is uh, fighting for uh, Christianity. And they don't re recognize what they are fighting for is an ethnostate. And for patriarchy, because a lot of these people don't, think of themselves as patriarchy, as fighting for patriarchy. A lot of men think that, you know, um, would call themselves, I think it's like a complementarian or egalitarianism, you know, basically they view, what they claim is, you know, they view, uh, you know, women as, you know, like equal to men, but different, you know, but, but it's basically, you know, like uh, patriarchal beliefs, you know, um, but they don't recognize it as that. They don't see it that way. And so we don't recognize that they're basically being used as useful idiots of these types. That these types, you know, Stormfronts, um, Roger Ayer types, you know, Gavin McGinnis types, they have uh, poisoned the whale so much uh, that, ver that, you know, their view is basically the default one on the conservative right, even if most conservatives don't recognize it. But most conservatives do not recognize this This is what they are fighting for. Now, many are starting to wake up to that. I want to make that clear. Many of the diehard uh, uh, Trump supporters were absolutely fighting for white supremacy. I want to make that clear. Studies have borne this out. So there is a growing contingent who are recognizing this and actively fighting for this. All in all, the average conservative, especially those who aren't, um, especially uh, political, you know, you know, but um, 
don't recognize that this is what they are fighting for. But the thing is, at the end of the day, Stormfront, Gavin McInnes, Roger, they control the conversation. <clears throat> um, and this is what they view as America being. And so yeah, I think that this is a very important article if you truly want to understand the rights and what it is that they are fighting for. But yeah, um, that's honestly everything that... Um, we are, uh, that, I, I was talking about that article a lot longer than I was expecting. So the other article I'm going to discuss, uh, from Jesus' Savior, uh, not Jesus' Savior, but from the guy who runs Jesus' Savior, another, um, just God-forsaken website. Um, going to have to do that in a bonus episode. Um, it's going to have to be a Patreon-exclusive episode. So, yeah, there's that, um... Okay, and, and you know, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I might talk about that next week, so never mind. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get to talk about that in a bonus episode. So we're gonna end with a good news story. I remember to have a good news story for today. So this, of course, is gonna be in the show notes. Um, and I believe that this is from Good News Network. Could be wrong, but I'm pretty certain. But yeah, so uh, this article is titled, The World Has Achieved a Huge Milestones in Six Areas of Renewable Energy So Far This Year. Despite a few national governments continuing to keep their coal and oil projects afloat, market demand and private entrepreneurship is driving what can only be described as a revolution in renewable energy. These latest achievements might have been thought unbelievable and climate change was first being discussed as a serious threat. But today, each successive development of renewable energy, nuclear fission, and electric cars makes subsequent developments cheaper and easier to scale. Just six months since 2021, we have already seen some amazing progress in wind, solar, and EVs. Um, so, tapping into African sunshine. A half million people in the northern DR, Congo, cities of Gemina, Isoro, and Bumba are in for a surprise as a trio of UK, French, and solar power energy power companies look to close deals and to supply the region with renewable energy, with reliable renewable energy. The citizens from the DRC suffer from the lowest rates of reliable electricity in the world. And the solar power plants are set to help this problem, with 18 months of construction commencing. In West Africa, the Senegalese cities of Kale and Kahoni will find 60, milli, 60 MW, I have no idea, megawatts is it? I think it's a megawatts, uh, solar power available to them in coming months as a variety of institutions offer to government financing for sustainable energy. Senegal is a heavy net energy importer, placing enormous financial burdens on people, and thus the imports have generally been cheap, i.e., uh, or example, uh, brown coal and oil. Lastly, in Nigeria, one of Africa's largest economies, the solar power Niger program is looking to equip 500,000 homes with solar panels, generating energy, sorry, electricity for 25 million Nigerians over the next few years. Community of 
Jeffy. Uh, it's already tasted the start of the mammoth green electrification with 1,000 homes already being equipped with rooftop solar panels. The windiest on record. 2021 was the single best year on record if you are firm who manufactures wind turbines or an institution that finances them with 93 new gigawatts added, um, equaling a 53% uh, increase since 2020. The 2021 Global Wind Report is a jaw-dropper and is enough to quote the executive summary. Through technology, innovations, and economies of scale, the global wind power market has nearly quadrupled in size over the past decade and established itself as one of the most cost-competitive and resilient power sources across the world. Today, there's now 743 gigawatts of wind power capacity worldwide, helping to avoid over 1.1 billion tons of uh, carbon dioxide globally, equivalent to the annual carbon emissions of South Africa, South America. Sorry. The Aluminum Chancellor. Data assembled back in March from Germany's largest automotive industry review produced a startling statistic for anyone who's ever looked at a full-time airport parking lot. That one in five cars made in Germany can be plugged in. The Schmidt Automotive Research Center found that 74,000 of the 373,900 cars that left German assembly lines were either electric or hybrid car vehicles. That was, solar. that was the story for the supply side, and on the demand side, things are just as rosy. Germany is the fourth largest auto market in the world, and electric car registrations, that's bought and driven EVs, grew from 4% national market share in December 2019 to a whopping 26% market share in just 12 months later. 24% of these EVs were made by Volkswagen. Hybrids also jumped from 3% to 13%, meaning there are more hybrids and EVs on German roads than gasoline-powered cars. Okay, I want to repeat that sentence. Uh, meaning there are more hybrids and EVs on German roads than gasoline-powered cars. I mean, seriously, can we genuinely get a round of applause for Germany? I mean, and I mean that. Can we legitimately do that right now? I mean, they, 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 that is fucking amazing. Um, I mean, just bravo. I mean, Germany uh, is doing wonders in the fight against climate change right now. I mean, this is, this is amazing. Um, we, we, we should not overlook and just, you know, f just use it as a throwaway line. We should not overlook the accomplishment that has been made in Germany. That is just fucking amazing. Anyway, let us continue on this article. Um, this is just the background of a global surge in EV purchasing that climbed 40% during 2020 when most markets were suffering from COVID-related issues. The Green New Pension. As the holders of the largest state pension uh, on, fund on Earth, the South Korean Monetary Authorities released a statement in May that the $771 billion National Pension Fund will cease all investments related to coal power, both at home and abroad. The fund also announced that they would revamp guidelines for investment strategies to ensure a more sustainable pattern emerges in the future. 
Adios Coal. Spain hits 50% renewable milestone. Back in May, the Spanish legislature announced they would be phasing out all coal, oil, coal, and gas production by 2042, and that all carbon-emitting vehicle sales would be banned by 2040. In the short term, the Spanish lawmakers spent 74% of the national energy consumption to be entirely renewable by the end of the decade. They are quite close to that goal already, as the month of May saw 50% of the nation's energy demand fulfilled by green energy. Fucking amazing, Spain. 50% of energy in Spain. Renewable. That is fucking incredible. They, I mean, they are already on their way. This is a major milestone. Just hitting 50%. Congratulations to Spain. Uh, continue on. Romania has also joined the effort. Alerting to you that through its national recovery and resilience plan, the country would cease all coal production by 2032, at which time it hopes to have installed 34% renewable electricity to take over the baton. G7, the world's largest, uh, seven largest developed economies, all agreed to stop coal financing by the end of the year, leaving the big African emitters, India and China, as the last remaining holdouts, now that Japan, part of G7, has gotten on board. Green oil. Oil is not business as usual in the boardrooms of some of the world's largest petroleum producers. In a landmark cold, uh, court decision, a judge in the Netherlands ordered Royal Dutch Shell to cut emissions by 45% after 17,000 people brought a lawsuit that suggested Shell's red for large footprint on greenhouse gas situation merits a significant investment in carbon dioxide slashing as a debt to society. Elsewhere in Europe, the Italian oil company Eni has become the first European oil company to launch a corporate bond that is linked to sustainability. The 1 billion euro, I think it's euro, um, or that's what we're going with. I think it's euro because I think, doesn't Italy use euros? That's, I think so, so we're going to say euros until corrected. Uh, the 1 billion euro seven-year bond is linked to two key performance indicators. Increasing renewable installed energy to 5 gigawatts by the end of 2025 and having the net carbon footprint of its upstream business to 7.4 million tons of carbon dioxide equivalent um, by the uh, end of 2024 from 2018 levels, reports Dow Jones. Lastly, engine number one, a shareholder group of ExxonMobil, managed to get two of her candidates elected to the American companies board on the argument that the company's long-term business strategy didn't take into account all of the value loss potential from climate change. Oh, gee, you think? Continue on with the article. Uh, both from the shareholders jumping ship and potential damages from extreme weather events. BlackRock, the world's largest asset manager of $8.6 trillion in private capital and whose sustainable investment energies GNN has reported extensively on, um, Good News Network is GNN, ensure that the, ensure the engine number one candidates got the positions by utilizing their vote as large shareholders. So yeah, it, it, it's fucking wonderful to see all these countries and groups uh, finally taking like a, a substantive change, a substantive, uh, substantive uh, uh, steps. Some of them already in action and making great uh, strides. And some of them uh, just beginning 
um, to combat climate change, which is becoming ever more real, especially when it's being such a fucking hot summer, um, in places that it really shouldn't be. Um, hopefully we can just only hope and pray that it is not too late. Anywho, that is everything I've got for today. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, hope you have a wonderful day. Peace.